Thanks for tuning in to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. Here you'll find tips, insight, and information to help your music and your ministry succeed. Whether you're a singer, a musician, or a songwriter, we want to help you where you are, but we also want to help you get to where you want to go. We believe that our talents are God's gift to us, but what we do with those are our gift back to God. Yesterday's information is important, but what we can learn today will make this the best day yet. Hey everybody, Rob Novell here for another episode of the CNS Podcast, The Best Day Yet. Wherever you are tuning in from, I hope this finds all well with you today. Man, I am so excited. Uh, We plan for CNS, our main national session every July. We literally plan for this for 12 months and um, work and work and work and pray and fast and seek the Lord, honestly. Y'all, this is ministry for us. This is, we, yes, we're a school of music, but first and foremost, man, we are about honoring God with our gifts, with our talents, with our abilities. And uh, so a lot of thought, a lot of prayer goes into what we do. And <laughs> I'm excited. I am down to the very last thing that I need to do and check the last thing off the list before I leave bright and early in the morning to head to Murray, Kentucky. So the very last thing on the list is to record this podcast right here, this podcast that I'm talking to you on. I will upload this to the server. It will go live uh, Tuesday morning while we were at the school this guy will go live at 5 a.m. These go live every morning at f- or every week at 5 a.m. on Tuesday. And just to clear up any confusion, no, I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. and pushing this thing live. I, I do that in advance because I'm not, if you know me, I'm not necessarily the type that you, if you find me up at five, it's because I haven't gone to bed yet, but I, I that's, that's a little early for me. So we're here again. Uh, I have joked with uh, my staff over the last couple days, um, everything from, hey, this thing's canceled to I've quit to uh, I'm in therapy. I mean, everything. It has just been one of those weeks, y'all, and, and, it, and it is normal. Here's the thing. What is fixing to happen July 16th through the 22nd, the enemy, the devil does not want what's getting ready to happen in people's lives to happen next week. So, it's only understandable that the week prior, um, we <laughs> we have some spiritual warfare on our hands. Um, he doesn't want what God wants to go down next week. He doesn't want to see that happening. He, he doesn't want to see people encouraged and uplifted and motivated to go back to their churches, to go back to their communities, to go back to their evangelistic ministries and be the most effective ministers that they can be. That's what's going to happen next week. So, you know, kind of left and right again, I've been joking. I, I sent a text out the other day. Um, hey, I've, I've quit six times today. And um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Man, I really, really, really want to encourage this. I mentioned, I believe last week or the week before in the podcast, I said something and Man, it's really stuck with me this week, and I think that um, this one's going to be a little different. We're, we're really not talking music today. 
uh, these podcasts are different topics every week uh, on purpose. I believe that God God is working here through some organized chaos. We'll call it that. No, I want the topics to to vary. I, I want them because we cover a lot of different things at at CNS and ministry today. Today we're gonna literally we're gonna spend some time in the Word and. Our title today is, man, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop. Um, man, I've heard it said this way that you know, so many people have stopped right on the victory side of, of what God had waiting for them. Man, if you push through, don't run the ball 99 yards and not push it across the goal line. Don't quit. God's called you to do something stick to it. I, you know, jokingly, I've been saying that this week. I quit four times. I quit six times. Ain't a chance that I'm giving the enemy that kind of satisfaction. God's called me to do something. He's given me, uh, he's charged me to do something. He's given me a task. And you know what? Rob's going to do everything under his ability to honor and see that through first and foremost for God. And then secondarily, for God in my obedience, and then secondarily, so the people that I encounter, the people that our ministry encounters, can be uh, touched, changed, affected by uh, what the Holy Holy Spirit wants to do. I, I like to say it this way: I ask God constantly, Lord, speak to me, so you can speak through me. So whatever it is, maybe maybe you're there today. Maybe you know what you're about ready to get on eBay and sell the sound equipment and sell the trailer. And, you know, you've, you've, you've done this and done that. You feel like, man, you're just spinning your wheels and you're, you're not gaining any, any traction. I, I drive a lot. I travel a lot. Um, my, my last year full-time on the road with perfect heart was in 1994 or 95. I'm, I'm, I'm getting older and forget, forgetting things. But here's the deal. Um, I drove 40, I believe 42,000 miles that year on my car commuting from Cincinnati to the bus and back every week. And um, w- different times we we would, and, and this is kind of standing joke with some people, when I run into them, we go back and laugh about some of these days. We would drive to different places of the country we literally would get up out of our bunks in the middle of the night and move cars an hour, hour and a half down the road because that meant at the end of the trip we could get home a half day quicker. So uh, 42,000 miles on my car. The bus went like 150 that year. My last year being full-time on the road, I was just shy of traveling 200,000 miles for the year, which is crazy, I know. Uh but here, here, here was, I learned so much in that commute and in driving and I drove the bus. Uh, we drove two hour shifts. I, again, I just told you I'm up half the night. So generally whoever drove after me on the bus really enjoyed the fact that they were after me because more than likely I drove past my two hours. I would drive four or five hours. I, I would rather I'm awake. I would rather just kind of be sitting behind the wheel of the bus driving than just laying back in my bunk. So I would would drive. And so not only my car in the commute, but driving the bus, man, I learned so much. And one thing I learned was um, when you drive into a storm, 
you see, you'll see, and I understand motorcycles will pull up underneath the, the overpasses. I totally get that. But all the cars that pull off and have their hazard lights flashing, again, I understand why they're doing that. But, but what experience has taught me, if I keep going, if I take caution and I, I'm, I'm, I'm careful, but I keep moving forward, what I've noticed is I get out of that storm a little quicker than if I pull off to the side of the road, turn my hazards on and just sit there. I'm at the mercy of how quick that storm decides to move through. But if I keep going again, exercising caution, I get that, but I'm going to drive out of that storm sooner than if I pull off the side of the road and and sit there and wait, wait through it. So what? I'm not quitting. I'm continuing to press on. I'm continuing to move forward. So many times in my life, I look back and there were situations and, and lessons that I learned the hard way because you know what? I did. I I hit the pause button. I kind of pulled off into the rest area and and waited. And um, man, I, I, think, I think overall, and we're going to look at some scripture here in a minute. I think we can miss out on what God intends to do through us when we take on kind of that that quitters mentality so whatever you're facing today uh if it's if it's ministry related if it's a relationship in your life if it's a a business venture that you believe god's called you into but it's get it's tough ministry in general i said this again within the last couple weeks ministry is hard man it is i understand that um directing this school is hard. I hope you understand that. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it, 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 but listen, the rewards far outweigh the risks of um, the frustrations and the stress. Anything you do, there's going to be a level of stress and frustration with it. It's that simple. And then again, weeks like this, where the enemy comes against trying to interfere with what I know God has in store next week. I've never had this level of expectancy going into a school. I'm excited, yes, every year. I can't wait to get there. But man, just really feel like God's going to do some special things in people's lives. And, you know, maybe us and me recording this podcast in advance of the school, but it releasing on the Tuesday of the school, and we're talking this theme of don't quit. Maybe this is truly, truly God-ordained today. So let's look at, um, I love this story in in the Bible, and this is found in uh, Luke chapter 5. Um, so as it was, the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, and he stood uh, by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your will, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, uh, they caught such a great number of fish and their nets were 
was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simer, si- Simer, <laughs> combining Simon and Peter, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Man, I love this story. There's, uh, there's several things, so many things in here, but there's, there's a couple things I just, I want to point out, I want to address, I want to talk about. We see, um, that when he approached, when Jesus approached the boat, the boats, I'm sorry, um, when he approached by the lake, he saw two boats, but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets. First key point in this, washing their nets, washing their nets signified they were done. They had stopped. They had quit. Fish, the fishermen did not wash their nets until the end of the day. There's no reason to cast out, try to catch some fish, bring the nets back in. You don't wash the nets before you throw them back out. There's just no reason to do that. It had signified they were done. They had quit. They were stopping. And man, just just I kind of said this earlier. Let's stop right there and look. If if that is all this story did, and that's where this story ended, because that's where they quit, then we miss out on the miracle and the blessing that Jesus does a couple verses later. A couple just just a few short verses later. Had they quit, they would have missed out on that blessing. Second thing that I see, verse 4 says, When he had stopped speaking, Jesus, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I've been talking a lot about this lately. I'm going to mention this next week at the school. Um, Man, God's just really, it's it's a verse that I've known my whole life and I've quoted it. I've probably spoke on it. But man, God's just really had me, um, Isaiah 119, if you're willing and obedient, you'll, hear, you'll, you'll eat from the best of the land. And so I'm connecting that scripture to this story today when Jesus looked at them and said, launch out, Simon, into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. What did Simon immediately do? He began questioning the master why we have fished all day we have not <laughs> we have not caught anything um why should we do that you know he's he's questioning the master i think we got to be super super careful i've got a friend facing something um uh put a post out the other day with the word uh why a question here here's and I, I, I totally get because I, I know the situation and I'm, I'm praying for him and, and I know God is going to get the glory in all of this. I think our test brings forth his testimony and uh, I've got a friend going through a test, but I know um, I'm standing on Isaiah 53 and five that by those stripes we are healed and I'm, I'm speaking and believing and complete healing and, and restoration for my friend. But the question why, here's the thing. I think it is perfectly okay for us to ask God questions. Conversation, right? 
our prayer life. That's our conversation with God. Just like if if I'm talking to, say, my son, and I ask him to do something, and he wants to know why, uh, we're going to talk and explain <laughs> why. And I, I'm, I'm not the dad, that because I told you so. Uh, we're going to talk. I, I'm a teacher. I like to find teachable moments. So I'll explain to him why. So I think it's okay if we're in conversation. If we're having a conversation with the Heavenly Father, I see no problem in us asking questions. But we can't question God. We've got to trust Him. We've got to trust the process. We've got to trust what we're going through as hard, as bleak as it, as it, as it seems. Again, another uh, Isaiah, when you go through the floods and the, 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 the fires, they're not going to overtake you. In fact, you know, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they, they didn't smell like smoke on the other side of that. God has a way of protecting us and taking care of us. We got to trust him. We got to trust the process. So we see Simon here. Uh, he answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. So Jesus tells him to let down the nets. Simon's response is this. It's reluctant obedience. <laughs> the master said, put the nets out. Simon said, I'll put out a net. Just got done questioning God and then decides to do it his way. All right. So the rest of the story, the Paul Harvey moment here. So nevertheless, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net. There it is again, singular. Majorly important that that, that is missing an S. Their net, they caught so many fish that their net began to break. Okay, so picture that. Net breaks. It's impossible that every fish, when the master told them to let their nets down, knowing what they were going to bring into that boat, when they dishonored the instructions, and instead of letting down the nets, they let down the net and the net begins to break. It is impossible that every blessing that God wanted them to pull inside that boat got inside that boat. Because if the nets begin to break, they begin to tear holes, begin to get fish escape. The fish that were intended to be in that net did not make it inside of the boat. So here's the thing. When we are reluctant to listen to the instructions that were given and we somewhat vigilante this thing and decide to do it our own way, whew, we miss out on what God is try, like, truly trying to do inside of our lives. We've got to be willing to hear God's voice. Then we've got to be obedient to walk it out. If we're willing, we hear him, we hear the master say, let down the nets. If we're obedient, we put down the nets. If we're not fully obedient, then I believe we're lacking in our faith, thinking, okay, this kind of seems like it could work, but you know what? I'm going to kind of keep one hand on this bar over here because I don't want to. No, 
if we're willing, we hear the master. If we're obedient, we do what the master says to do. Had they quit, they would have missed out on all of this. I think we can look into the story, seeing some of these key points, and encourage ourselves when we get to that position where, you know what? Ministry's hard. Yeah, it is. I'm going to wash the nets. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm done. No, I've tried. I've, I've fished all day. I've fished all night. There is nothing out here to catch. I'm done. I'm washing my nets. Man, today I want to encourage you. Don't wash those nets. Keep throwing out. Keep expecting. Expect the unexpected. Keep expecting God to show up and show out in amazing ways in your life, in your music, in your ministry. Be willing to hear the master speak to you. Be obedient to walk out the exact instructions that he gives you. And when you do that, you're going to see that that will become what your best day yet. Y'all be blessed. I can't wait to get back from the school and talk to you and let you know what happened at CNS 23. Y'all be blessed. Thanks for listening to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the name The Charles Novell School of Music. And for more information on CNS and our upcoming events, like our online school, our weekend regional sessions, our creative coaching, and our pastor's retreat, you can visit us at our website at www.cnsmusic.com. As you've listened to this episode, we hope that you've gained some information that you can apply to your music and to your ministry to make today the best day yet.